morning, just chatting, doing our thing. Uh, figure we catch some of what Holy Spirit's doing in our lives and share it with uh, our listeners. So a lot kind of stirring, a lot going on in the world, but uh, you know, amidst the chaos and the noise, God continues to speak to our hearts using you know media, of course, using His Word and things like that. So Pete, I know you got a little bit stirred up in your heart, so maybe you could share with the guys, and we'll we'll get into it. Well. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of um, interaction lately, and I, I've kind of decided to be a, a yes man when it comes to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, which is it's something I really just thought was never like my thing. It, it wasn't it wasn't something that uh, I felt like God did. You know, it wasn't I didn't I always used to hear my sixth sense, especially in the military, you know, and during combat and stuff, we used to joke around. It's like, if you feel something, you know, say something, do something. Cause 99% of the time it's your, you know, it's your, you know, your, your, your sixth sense, which is really another word for us in the, in, the, in, in our faith of the Holy spirit. Yeah. And so I've started just kind of listening and, and moving and it's been weird the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've come across a trend, I think with, um, with the men in my, my group, my small group, uh, with the men I've been interacting with just through, through business and, and, uh, in iron edge. And, uh, it kind of became really clear to me when I was watching this, uh, season three of the chosen and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, I, yeah, I am trying to pitch this cause it really is. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the best explanation. Uh, and portrayal I've ever seen um, of the humanity of Jesus and the disciples, but this this latest—I uh, mean, there's some some serious mic drop moments in there too, where you're just like, "Oh my God, that's that's who Jesus is," you know, that's who the disciples were. But uh, one of the things I've noticed is uh, we, we're not we're not moving as men. We're we're second guessing ourselves a lot. We're sitting back and waiting for something. Uh, the thing that kind of brought it around for me was when Jesus was telling the disciples to go out, you know, and he sent them out the initial time when he was still in his ministry and, and walking around, you know, Israel and preaching and doing miracles. But he's like, Hey, hey guys, you know, you're going to go out and I'm going to send you out two by two, just bring your staff, one tunic, no food, you know, and for us, we think, I think we'd bring it back around to like missionaries, what they're like today. Right. Um, it takes four years to go through seminary, but Jesus' ministry was like three years. And so I can imagine this is probably like a, maybe, maybe a year into his ministry if we're lucky, but it's probably less than that. And they didn't have the new Testament to go to, to, to study and to go to seminary and get prepared and all this stuff. He's like, Hey, I'm going to send you guys out. And they're like, uh, I think the part that really brought home was. Jesus is like, they're like, what are we, what are we supposed to say? And he's like, well, just tell everybody what I've said. Anything I've said, you can say. And Judas was like, I, I've only heard the one sermon. Yeah. And then Matthew's like, and he's like, Hey, you're going to go cast out demons and pray for the sick. And Matthew's like, uh, can you repeat that last part? And I was like, that's gotta be, that's exactly how it is. But it's, but they were obedient. They did it anyway, right? 
and then watching their reactions as they're healing the sick, you know, and James, when he confronted Jesus, he's like, Hey, I, I have this disability and you want me to go out and heal the sick. Mm-hmm. He's like, how much more of a testimony is that going to be? For yeah. some reason we wait around. Right. I mean, have you ever noticed that at churches, it like takes a long time, a lot of discipleship uh, for somebody to actually go out and, and start fulfilling their calling. Have you ever noticed that? Oh man, for sure. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of color behind that, right? We we certainly have an enemy, and we know the battle is in our mind, and so you know a big part of it is we just disqualify ourselves. But like the whole premise of this faith is we're not like we're saved by grace. We're we're not worthy of any of this. We we are all born dead in trespasses and you know in sin. Like that's the world we we're born into. But if we really believe what Jesus did for us, we we certainly would act because we would recognize that it's, you know, we, we can't, there's nothing we could do. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of education that would qualify us, you know? And so then we all just sit back. Yeah. There's a million other reasons, but that's a simple premise there. Yeah. I think that's the main reason is we disqualify ourselves. I was talking to a friend and, and he had been asked to sing on the worship team and he was like, man, I dip and, you know, I have, my life's a train wreck. And I'm like, join the crowd. Quit. First off, stop measuring everybody. Stop measuring your sin. God doesn't do that. Unless you're like blaspheming the Holy Spirit. That might be in a different category. Okay. <laughs> but he doesn't measure it the same way we do. And then once the devil starts showing us that, the enemy starts showing us that, putting on scales and saying, oh, your sin's worse than this person's sin. Or, and then other people, guess what, Christians? We do this a lot where we're judging people based off the sin they're doing and then writing them off. Like they can't, they can't do anything. And that's not our, our job. Their callings, their calling is between, between God and them. And if you're the one standing in the way of that, dude, I don't want to be you when you get, you know, called on it yeah. on judgment day. But, um, you know, waiting around isn't going to work. And I, I was talking to another guy. So like I said, I've been, just been kind of moving. There's another guy. Just for some reason, got put in my heart, didn't know him very well. Um, but he was sitting in his car and I just sat in the passenger seat and was talking to him. I was like, he was like, yeah, I have all these things, you know? And and I said, look, I said, this is what's working for me because I have hurts, habits, and hangups too. Just like every single person in the entire world, nobody's exempt from it. And if you think you are, then there, there's your problem. But um, I was just like, I think if we just press in. What I've been doing is I just get in the word for an hour every day. I have to get in the word for an hour. And then I've been pushing that even further at, at night, right before I fall asleep and getting on my knees by the bed and praying for however long I pray for. And as I push in and press in and ask God to show me and then actually start acting on what he's, what he's showing me and what he's telling me to do, that other stuff starts to just fall away. You know, you're, your sin, you'll notice it more for sure. It gets amplified more because you're pressing in and trying to to do the right thing. And that's where the, the, the that's the hard part, right, Shannon? I mean, it's like you start seeing it more and then the devil comes in and goes, oh, you're not worthy. You're not worth it. You can't do that. How can you tell other people about Christ when you can't get your own crap under control? And it's like, it's never going to happen. That's the, the greatest trick of the enemy to keep us dormant and complacent is to constantly, you know, uh, be judging ourselves. 
and, and not yeah. starting to just move, you know? Yeah, so. the, the tactic, I recently was talking to my wife about this, and it's, it's just been my experience and how, uh, you know, the battle has been in my head. But uh, the tactic that has been against use me is certainly con- condemnation. And the whole point of that is to paralyze you, right? It, it, condemnation comes and it paralyzes you. The difference, I, I know I've said this multiple times, I've probably said it on here before, is conviction causes you to want to take action. That's that's the work of the Holy Spirit versus the work of the enemy. Like both actually point out something's wrong, you know, or, you know, or that you need to make an adjustment. But one causes you to draw back and isolate and not tell anybody and then just perpetuates the cycle. The other one causes you to bring something out into the light and have God do something that that you can't do on your own. Right. Yeah. God can heal. God can touch and all that. And so, uh, you know, yeah, again, if it comes to qualifications, none of us really are there. Um, but yeah, the, a big a big piece, I was going to say what, when you were talking, I was just thinking about how, you know, uh, it was a good thing that you reached out to me to start Iron Edge because I was so perfect and holy, you know, to really help this. <laughs> oh, I'm and, way above you, dude. <laughs> I know. And, and you were just, you were like glowing in the dark. And so I said, surely I must join this crusade. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. like, to be honest, we probably both felt at a low point in our life. Yeah. And and not qualified at all. But we knew, like, we had to do something. And, um, you know, reading, I, I mentioned a couple of books last week. The, the Last Arrow is the second, the one after The Barbarian Way, which, you know, start there for sure. And you can read it in, like, a morning. It's that easy, The Barbarian Way. But this one, I was just reminded of, what you're talking about is sometimes God needs us to go somewhere so that we can take others there as well. I mean, it's like, all right, well, that's enough of that book. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's that's not true. about us. It's not yeah. about us. So just, you know, have a little, have a little courage, have a little bravery or have, have a little, like, just be honest or authentic enough to say, yeah, I do not have it together at all, but I'm, I'm going towards God. Every day I'm trying, you know, seeking him. And that's the thing is authenticity. I, I fought that my whole life because I was super fake. Just not fake. I wasn't purposefully fake growing up. I like wasn't purposefully a poser growing up. But I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was accepted. I didn't feel like I was accepted at my church. I didn't feel like I was accepted you know, uh, at work or anything I did or with the groups I hung out with. And that's why I ended up hanging out with some of the people I hung out with because we were all kind of misfits. And, and um, I did find some identity when I went into the military, but that only came through war. Like if I hadn't gone to war, I don't think I would have been a very good soldier. Um, and the reason it came about through war was because I had no choice. I had to learn to rely on the people around me and, and, I started questioning and asking God because like I said, it was very clear. It's popped up in front of me. It's like, you have, there's a pretty good chance you could, you know, die tomorrow. Maybe you should figure this stuff out, which is yeah. great to push me, but I, I needed to go through um, everything I went through to see that the contrast between who I, when I was struggling to find my identity and, and who I'm now, and guess what? I'm still working on it because if my identity is in Christ, then it's going to take probably my entire life to really 
you know, get to that point. And after maybe I'll, I'll find out a little bit easier after I'm gone or whatever, but finding our identity in Christ, it, it, it takes authenticity. It takes being honest with ourselves. It also takes action and movement. You can't wait around to figure it out. It's like in the military, if you're a leader, right? If you're an officer, they give you a platoon as a lieutenant and say, okay, we're going to go, you're going to go through all this training in school and we're going to beat the crap out of you and break you down, build you up. And now we're going to give you a platoon of guys, you know, and we're going to send you out into war. If you survive that, you're going to come on back. We're going to send you to school again. Then we're going to give you a company, man. And we're going to toss you out into the war. If you survive that, you come back, go to school again, battalion, but it's never, we're going to trade you how, train you how to be a, a platoon leader, a company commander, battalion commander, brigade commander, you know, it, it, all the way up. It's, it's get some training, go out in the war, get some training, go out in the war. Mm, and you learn good. through that experience. It's not training forever, thinking that you're going to get it all figured out, waiting until you get it all figured out or until you feel like you're good enough. And by the way, if you ever feel like you're good enough, it's time to re-examine things and, and yeah. figure out what's what's wrong because there's always room for improvement uh, when it comes to being like Christ because Christ was perfect. So if we're trying to get there, I'm not saying we're going to get there, but if we're trying to get there, there's probably always room for improvement, but it, it requires experience. It requires hard lessons. It requires failure sometimes uh, in order to, to learn and then to be able to disciple others. I want to yeah. caveat something here though, Shad. If you're purposefully going out uh, and leading others astray, I'm not saying, like I said, none of us are perfect. We all measure our, 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 you know, we measure sin. God doesn't. But if you're going out and your your sin is leading somebody else down the wrong path, that's a problem. Okay. But if you're struggling with stuff and you're fighting it and you're working through it and you are showing that you're, um, dedicated to finding out who you are, filling your calling in Christ. Nobody, God doesn't care if you're dipping or smoking or having a beer every once in a while, or if you struggle with pornography, guess what? Join 95% of the population. Now it is not just men. You know, everybody's struggling with something, you know, hurt, have a hang up. And the only way that goes away is through getting closer to God. And the only way you get closer to God is by, doing what he's called you to do you know it takes action i mean yeah well let's be clear like we we understand because of all of our faults and everything you just said and so we're not going to sit here and be judge and we're we're we we know god is welcoming everyone but ultimately what we hope for is transformation like lives that are changed so you know romans talks all about it like if, if you've been saved by grace and you've come to God, like, don't go back, you yeah. know? And yeah, you, you might fall, you might sin. We're, none of us are perfect, but it should be a progression, you know, and it should be a transformation and things like there's some things that need to fall off your life and it should be happening, you know, at a good clip. Obviously, every single person is different. All the history, all the challenges, you know, what were actually habits that need to be, torn down and rebuilt. I mean, so there's, there's room for grace and mercy all through our lives. And we wouldn't be sitting here if we didn't have it. Um, but ultimately, you know, what Jesus did for us gives us the opportunity to have our lives totally transformed. 
And you know, in, in my Proverbs reading, I have to share this because um, you brought up the poser, you know, and um, but in Proverbs 12, verses 9 and 23, it says, just be who you are and work hard for a living, for that's better than pretending to be important and starving to death. Those who possess wisdom don't feel the need to impress others with what they know, but foolish when foolish ones make sure their ignorance is on display. I mean, if, you know, if ever there was a time that word was true right now. I just think uh, I've been back on Twitter too much lately. I'm glad <laughs> Mr. Musk is fixing some things, but just like looking at some of the stuff, I'm just like, there's a new show, this podcast called whatever it's a dating podcast, but the guy brings up, he brings on a bunch of girls and talks about dating. And I think he's a Christian, but he's trying to highlight some of the, just the stupidity in the world. I'm not saying it's just girls, but I'm just saying like the, the misinformation about men and stuff like that. And then oh, talking, yeah, to my yeah, own, yeah. talking to my own son, he's like, I don't want to get married. I don't want to date. You know, mm. it's like watching this, like kind of implode on itself right now. And the people that are, do have the microphone right now. Um, and they're very popular in their own little circle, you know, in their own little sphere that they keep pretty close, you know, uh, and never actually look at the comments underneath their Twitter. I look at the comments. That's the funnest part of, re of watching somebody make an idiot themselves. And then, but you're like, man, it is really on display, but it's what's, what's interesting is that those people have a platform to, to spew whatever they want. And there's no consequences or checks or balances on that. But I do think majority of people, I still have faith. I have faith that the majority of people, that do not have that voice, you know, aren't on there all the time spewing their nonsense, um, see it for what it is. Uh, I just think that we haven't been pushed to a point where they'll actually start voting and things like that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're at a place, you know, just for me, I just need to do a quick recap in my head. Like a couple of things that you said earlier were key, um, following the prompting of the Holy Spirit, whether you feel qualified or not. Yep. Right. Getting getting outside of ourselves. It's about other people. Let God do what God can do. Uh, yeah. Spend some time with God in prayer, in the word, you know, whatever that time is you need to. I, you know, I'm on my walks with Jesus that I'm trying to continue to do staying in the Proverbs. Um, but we, we, we have to get out outside of ourselves. And, you know, it's, there's going to be two ways it's going to come in a, an event where you have to choose. Like you said, hey war made me choose or an opportunity and like it can go either way there's an invitation i think is the word actually the correct word just an invitation and faith will take you as far as you want to go on on one of my walks with jesus god just clearly showed me i came to a, a dead end and there was a sign you know keep out dead end and it was like the holy spirit just told me when it comes to faith there are no dead ends yeah you you want to go discover what's past that? You can go walk through that gate. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and and we just got to be authentic, and we got to we got to trust God along the way. Boldness, boldness. We need that. You know, we need to take that microphone back. Yeah, uh, and you see, you see that right now with a lot of these anomalies, right? The you know Asbury and the ESPN thing. And now there's some celebrities are coming out just like kind of saying, Hey, you know, I see this going on. And I think there's, there is a, a movement to create bold leaders 
God wants us to have life and life more abundantly. I know everybody's like, we're in the end times. Well, it's like, first off, you don't know that. The Chinese people that I know that live in persecution have thought it's the end times for like the last 200 years. You know, we don't know that. Yes, there's a lot of signs out there, okay? But he doesn't want us to suffer, you know, and have to go through all this stuff. And the only way it changes is by us being bold, speaking up, telling others, and creating more disciples of Christ to spread the word yeah. in the United States and around the world. And so we need to be bold and, and speak up when he's, when he's speaking to us and, and just know that the consequences here on this earth for whatever you say are nothing compared to what we're going to find in the end uh, when we stand next to him and receive our crown, you know?